0: He's Carver. How's it going, Jeff? Long time no see, my friend. Again, we circle back to this almost every week. Yes, it feels like it has been like weeks or maybe a month has gone by since we did an episode. Um, it's been many moons. <laughs> many moons. Many partial moons, yes.
1: <laughs> I think the last time we got together, we actually skipped a weekend, but you were sharing with us your trip down to Tecate.
0: Wow, that was a long time
1: Also ago. known as the place that could or could not be where they manufacture the beer. And we found out they do manufacture the beer down okay, there. Okay, update for the See? viewers. That's you. It is. Tecate is the home of Tecate Beer, which makes perfect sense, because if it was, like, manufactured in, like... Cabo San Lucas. That would just be weird, right? It would
0: be pretty awkward. Yeah. 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 Um, so how was last weekend? Last weekend. Oh, man, you're making me dig that far back, Jeff. Um, that's okay. I will pause that conversation <laughs> and ask you a question <laughs> that you fine. can't
1: answer right away. It was um, fun fact for the viewers. That's okay. all of you. Um, Carver and I met at Motel Church, or okay. as I like to call it, Motel Trip. Um, wow, what? Motel Church. and um, That's pretty funny. so So, uh, recently you have gone out of Motel Church to start
0: your new wow. adventure. Yes. And uh, tell us all about this new adventure this new prayer ministry so it's it's something that when i was down in mexico i remember that I, it was such a it's such a revolutionary moment for me to be in that missions trip and just to like have like feel such a joy and a conviction to like serve god in that way and i felt like as we've talked about that i got i was served by the lord so passionately that like he just brought so much joy to our whole group and he brought so much I don't know, like, just real love. Like, I could really feel like that love of God through that entire weekend. And I remember that that morning I was really just, like, having my prayer time and just begging God, like, don't let it end. Like, don't let this this place in Mexico be where this whole thing stops, you know? And I'm sure you've had that, too, where you're just, like, enjoying yourself so much you just don't want it to end, right? And that, that Sunday morning is when I made this prayer and we had a church service uh, where the pastor... Was, you know, again, speaking to everybody there that, you know, wherever you're going, be on mission. Like the great, you know, like we're, we're told by Christ to just be on mission every day. And there is a commission that goes with that I think in, in the book of Mark. Like Mark, um, I never remember the chapter or the verse. But the very last book of Mark, the last like five verses where Christ really says that, you know, that this isn't, that this doesn't end here. That you can take this with you and um, go like pray preach the word to all nations and so I that instantly convicted me and I felt like I had this download um, while she was speaking about like she's like no matter where you are if you're on a bus if you're at the beach like all these different things like you can take this idea of spreading the love of Christ everywhere you are and it instantly hit me like exactly that and I even thought about it like getting on a bus like like walking out of my house walking to the bus stop getting on a bus going to the beach Right. And then just being on like what they call like a treasure hunt, like just praying the Holy Spirit kind of leads you to pray for certain people. And even at like Vineyard, the the, is the church I go to, I've heard many stories where people just like drive somewhere, you know, like to a mall or something like that. And they'll like ask the Lord to show them who they're supposed to pray for. And they'll get something like green hat and finances. Right. So they'll like see somebody with a green hat. And imagine how awkward this Whoa, is. Whoa. You walk up to green hat and you're like, are you in
1: financing?
0: Yeah, well, no, it, so, well, something like that. You'd be like, hey, you know, the Lord, like, put it on my heart to come ask you if you'd like any prayer today. And, um, you know, are you having any kind of financial trouble? And they'll just, like, sometimes these people just break down. Wow. Like, they'll just spill their guts. Like, I've been asking the Lord all week wow. to give me some kind of guidance on what I'm supposed to do because X, Y, Z things are happening. But. Not to just sugarcoat this too much. That for every one guy that says yes, that's exactly what I need, you get 5, 10, 20 people that are like, "You're weird. Get out of here. What are you doing?" Just like Motel
1: Church. Just yeah. like Motel mm-hmm.
0: Church. But so, but yeah. when you make that connection with the person that you were supposed to, like again, it's that same feeling of like, "I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing." So this is born out of that. That finally, like, I knew that that's something I was supposed to be starting. I didn't know when because I was trying to figure out what time of day, like, what day I was supposed to do, it, whatever. And it just landed on Saturday mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to be kind of, like, starting this thing. And, yeah, it's it, it's crazy. You, you hop on the bus, be like, if anybody needs prayer today, oh, just is, let is me know. That's how it's going to go down? That's how it's going to go. Just You're going to walk on and go. Just declare
1: it. Hey, bus
0: crown. Hey, I'm bus. I'm Carver. Crowd. And I want to pray for you. And I want to pray for you. Wow. Yeah, and that's just. That's just what it's going to be, you know, and just letting the, like, spirit move through that because there, I mean, I saw, I've also been reading, you know, my, my, my Bible study this last two weeks has been in Acts, right? That just, like, the Lord led me to Acts, and those are the most bold Christians I have ever read about, and I've actually never read the book of Acts, like, really chewed on every verse and, like, really digested it, and... I mean, you hear that they just went from town to town. Like, Paul, like, after his transformation, he even got stoned almost to death. And then the all the brothers just came out, like...
1: I'm glad you added that, almost to death, because without it, people would have got lost. He almost got stoned?
0: Yeah, no, to <laughs> death with okay, rocks. thank you, yes. You know, with rocks. And, like, you know, of course, in that time period, they would... With the intention was to execute you. They took his body and threw it outside, and he didn't die. You know, like, he woke up. You know, so then what did he do? What did he do? Did, did he run away, Jeff? Did he cry to his mom? Did he say, I'm done with this? This is stupid? No. He got up, literally went right back into the town after getting so many rocks thrown at him that he got, like, passed out, almost dead. He got up, went back in, did it again. Like, how... Uh, so, the idea of being bold through this was just, like, shouted at me. Wow. Like, yes, you gotta do that. So, yeah. it's gonna be, like praying on the bus that, again, even that same kind of idea, and this is really weird, that, you know, when Paul was in prison and, you know, the guards, that he was imprisoned by the guards that he said, like, you know, you're not... I'm not a prison. I'm not your prisoner. You're my prisoner. I'm gonna preach to you. You have to. You have to stand here for eight hours a day and make sure I don't run away. Fine. That's I'm gonna right. sit here and preach to you for eight yeah. hours a day. Yeah. So that idea that you know being in that environment, obviously it's not that intense, but the idea that I'm gonna be there, that we'll all be on a bus going somewhere, and that that, that bus drives about an hour, so be able to go t- into the beach. And then once I get to the beach, then it's gonna be that. Hey, okay. Well, who am I supposed to pray for while I'm here? And so do you have particular routes picked out or is that still TBD? It's so it's, it, 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 might vary. I'm trying to like, I think the idea is to try to make like the same route every week, right. That I'd be going to the beach. Um, and kind of making that bus, like be like, just like a prayer bus, like Saturday from, you know, 10 to 11, you know, there's this crazy guy on the bus who prays for people. Like, you know, I don't know yeah. you what know, I felt like it's going to be like something consistent, okay. at least for a while. And then, um, like I said, once I get there, then it's then it's just just letting the spirit lead. So yeah, okay. it's gonna be pretty intense. I'm glad you brought it up because you know I didn't know whether I should be letting it out or whatever. You're committed now, my brother. I'm committed. You are locked and loaded. It's gonna be really good, my brother. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited about that. That you know, it, that door finally opened up.
1: So uh, come next weekend. week, we will want a full full. Report. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, so yeah. I'm going to my parents this weekend, but this is actually a very easy way to break the bad news to them. I don't have to do that in person, that this is the last weekend I'm coming down for a while because I got to do this prayer thing. So I hope you Mama understand. and Papa Tripp. Hope you understand. Your boy's
1: going to be doing some ministering on OCTA. <laughs> coming to you live. <laughs>
0: yeah. Who's coming with them? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it grows. So I'm
1: guessing long term strategy once you kind of iron out the quirks, you'll. Have people come join you or pick yeah. different bus routes right? and emulate so what Be is...
0: something that can grow. Even it could be people that I thought, like, you know, instead of always looking for people outside to come in, like, just like Motel Church, create that in, right. the, in the route itself. That I'll, like, we'll meet people that we pray for that get that effect. Because that, that's where you really build the passion and the fire. Like, you light somebody else's candle and now they're lit and they're bright and now they want to light someone else's candle sure. and light someone else's candle, like so on and so forth. So my goal would be to establish, like get a couple of people on a bus route, like they're doing it. Because that's the, what they're already traveling every day and then I can pick a new route. Right. right? Do that.
1: Yep. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Good to, stuff. Getting Good this, stuff.
0: Spreading yeah. it like that.
1: Well, proud of you. That is a very bold step to jump out and do your own ministry straight from <laughs> scratch. So God yeah. bless you. We will uh, have you in our prayers. I'm um, excited about it. So today is episode five and episode five relationships part three, right, three. where we are truly landing the plane, as I like yeah, to, yes, uh, say to say often. Um, <laughs> yeah. So today's message topic will really be depicting mm. on where Carver and I have grown into a sense of mature, healthy relationships. Yeah. Again, we are not the relationship experts, No. Um, but we do have plenty of healthy relationships in our life. Yeah. And what does it take to sustain healthy relationships and cultivate healthy growing relationships yeah. um in fact i wasn't planning on talking about this but one of my good friends yeah your turn to have, um, talk
0: about something unplanned <laughs> yeah
1: I, and i will um one of my good friends um we'll just call him frank for the time being um just reached out to me today and okay. um this is a friend who is Struggled with codependency. Mm-hmm. I chatted uh, about him on the previous in, podcast. Intimate relationships in intimate relationships. Is this
0: Frank a, su- a surname, like it's a pseudonym, or is it? This... Uh,
1: not to him, it's not. But to friends and family, it could it. be. Okay. Um, very codependent. Um, even codependent on alcohol, and oh, this yeah. is a constant okay. discussion that him and I have. Um, and he knows that he needs to wean himself off on it. Um, and That's good. he just told me today, even though he is back on the wagon, I always get that analogy mess, messed up. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode mm, on the uh, wagon, off the wagon? Yes. Jerry goes, well, if you're on the wagon, isn't that where alcohol would be? Right. So it would make sense if you're on the wagon, you're drinking, you're, drinking. When you're off the wagon. There's, you're free. You're, you're in the desert, like, yeah. there's no alcohol in so I always get the analogy messed up, but right. he is back on the, he is off the wagon, because he, he went 30 days without drinking, and then just recently went back to drinking.
0: Was it like a binge drinking, or was it like, a, oh, I'm gonna just test the No, 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 went 30 days without drinking, yeah. so this is
1: a good step in the right direction, because he hasn't done that in probably forever, so okay. the fact that he hadn't been drinking and then recently okay. got off the wagon... Um, was, you know, hard to hear, but at the same token, it's a step in the right direction. And um, for for many times that we have quoted in times past of being a faucet or a drain, mm-hmm. he has been a drain. And, and Frank, I'm going to be very blunt with you. You have been a drain on my life. And in doing so, it's it's made it easy for me mm-hmm. to give you tough love. And then when you don't receive the tough love, we don't communicate. And, you know, when you come back or I come back and we kind of rehash, things are good and I still love you and you're a a dear friend to me and I want the best for you. But until you're willing to make that change, I can only be so much involved in your life Mm. because otherwise then you start pulling me down and then I'm not being true to myself or being uplifting and being Mm. faucets to other people because I feel like I'm going down the drain as well. So...
0: Well, that's a great thing. I think we're gonna explore like later on too in this in this episode. But that's a, that was a topic or that was a point that I wanted to make last week that I think I just we just forgot or whatever. But this this whole series was not just to be about like relationships with you know opposite sex. Like this was supposed to be something from the very beginning. Holistic. Yeah, a holistic way to look at relationships with people and like. And I hope that if looking at this with that lens that you can see, you know, look at the other episodes and realize that we are talking about just any, anybody you encounter, anybody you like just have, have spent time with that these kind of ideas work with anyone. It's not like parents, friends, you know, and also spouses and everybody. It's supposed to work with everybody. That was the idea.
1: Yeah. And I think the reason why we we spoke so much about the romantic setting is because I think deep down inside the human element, we crave that romantic sense setting relationship. And we almost put it on a pedestal, right? Like you have friends, you have family, but your partner, that's like... That's the one. That's the big one,
0: and, and it is. And the problems all are all like way more, like they're all elevated, or more elevated. They're louder. All the like little in a romantic setting, correct? Get much bigger in that setting, right? So they are usually. It's always easy. The, the easiest examples are going to be in the romantic ones, like because you really don't have like like codependency between two like guy friends or girlfriends looks way different and like way more shallow and 100 percent than yeah. you know but like a codependent relationship between like parents and their kids is pretty intense you know um i guess anybody that you would consider family like all those things kind of get more intense more yeah. intensive but yeah. yeah this was something that we, we did we just want to let everybody know that it's for everyone like for everybody you speak to
1: Right. And, and, um, so, you know, today we're talking about, um, cultivating and maintaining healthy relationships throughout. We chatted about some challenges that we've had in times past, um, Carver's divorce, my divorce, different relationships, not in a, um, a marriage relationship, but even just relationships post-divorce and things that didn't necessarily work out. Um, but ultimately like how does one fine tune that relationship whether it's romantic or not to now have a healthy relationship whether it's it's friend or romantic and one of the big things for me was me being healthy internally
0: right which is what we talked about last week
1: and so um and i'm not Uh, ashamed to say this, and I've said it in in other podcasts, that um, I've spent uh, a great deal of time in therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, I know it's not very macho, or it's not very, you know, oh, manly I go to therapy. But, you know, if you are, if you're hurting inside, the quick easy fix is to go find someone, to your point last week, is to validate who Carver Tripp is. So you, Carver... You go oh yeah I feel so good because of this Somebody person likes me and that's great and that works for a uh, so long of period of time but eventually that creates a codependency because you're now relying for you to feel a certain way based on how your partner makes you feel that doesn't work long term that works short term mm-hmm. in the moment when you're healthy and whole internally then you can go be healthy and whole with your partner, right. and when your partner starts bringing the drain mentality into your life, you can go, you
0: catch it, you catch it, so versus
1: following them down the drain and making then making excuses both, for
0: it. Yeah, making excuses and all that. And I think too, one of the things that we're, we're, we're that we're we are gonna focus on is that you know Jeff is is has a you know a relationship that he's had you know, for how long has it been now? Like you guys were friends for, uh, yeah. So friends since, uh, January. So that was four
1: months and then now dating di- for three months. For so three. seven months all in,
0: which is, yeah, which is, which is pretty good. So his, his focus was going to be like kind of there with coworkers and, and his dating relationship. And I was going to focus more on just having like really healthy friendships. Cause I, I, I was a, I was a like serial, Um, just bad, like I would get, make friends with people that were just super bad influences. So that, so me, my big revival that I've spent the most time with since I've kind of gotten healthy is just cultivating like healthy friendships with people that I'm not a drain to them. I don't let them be a drain to me. Like we both contribute, like everyone's contributing to each other's success. You know, I feel like that's, that's a huge part of the rewarding side of having this like promised land relationship where everybody's a benefit to everyone. When you spend time with somebody, you feel good about it rather than, you know, like you spend time with you're like, man, why did I, you know, like, what am I doing? You know, like, you know, like walking away hungover. I remember that was one of them all the time. that I'd like spend time with my friend's house or whatever. And just that drive back home where I'm like, feel like absolutely like crap, you know, like headache. My clothes are all like a mess. I'm like, am I re- like, why do I spend time with these people? Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. So, that's so i want to hit on that really hard but why don't you start us off with just like having a girlfriend and making that because you know we're mostly speaking to guys here but how how does that like how do you maintain that on like a daily weekly monthly basis that has been healthy and stayed healthy
1: well i will say this for the guys that have been married for far longer than i've been alive this is not directed at you (laughs) because obviously you might learn something i have a lot to glean from folks like like them um I will say from my past relationships to where I am today, um, I've never been in a relationship where I started out as friends and then moved on up to the east side of Mm. having a romantic relationship with a partner. And I think for me, and, and G as well, the fact of being friends first before being romantic we learn so much about each mm. other think about this when you That's first true. start dating someone you put on this armor of i look good i'm successful i'm not scared of anything like whatever Masks, it is smash. you want to mask yeah. your own insecurities your own skeleton Damn. so you just put on this this front date 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 until you've you've spent enough time together mm-hmm. where you're oh. like
0: You're comfortable enough to peel the layers back. You're driving me crazy. And then all of a
1: sudden your insecurities, your frustrations start, you know, blurting out. And being that we were friends first, I didn't have to mask my insecurities. Mm. She didn't have to hide her, her guilt of, you know, past things that had transpired in her life. And in doing so, I got to learn, was that a lot more organic, a hundred percent more organic. And I got to learn more about who she is as a core person. And Mm -hmm. she got to learn more about me and actually at my Bible study today, shout out to, uh, Lee Hensler at, uh, straight talk, uh, men's group, Coco's. Every Tuesday morning, come join us, 7 a.m. Wow. Um, we're talking about how you empathize with someone. Mm. And the best way to empathize and show empathy for someone is to ask questions, to be uh, curious about someone's life. And when someone is curious about your life, how much more vulnerable do you allow yourself to oh, become right. because they're being vulnerable back to you? And we got to have wow. that experience in a friendship setting before we went uh, romantic. Right, and in doing so, it's a good dynamic. It, it's 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 something like I've ever experienced, and um, it's been truly great. And and I'm not saying that it is all rainbows and sunshines every day. There are yeah. still issues that have to be worked out. But I'll tell you, our ability to communicate through those issues is severely unlike any Mm. other drama that i've had in previous relationships and it's uh it's not only is she a godsend but i think the way that it worked out was divinely directed by
0: god Yeah, that divine appointment or connection i know is really important i remember one of the things that i heard from her perspective Um, that she really, like, that kind of started to shift, like, her, the way she looked at you, right? Because there's always that moment, too, where you guys are friends, Mm -hmm. right? And it goes from, like, yes, we're friends, and we, like, hanging out with each other, like... I think I could date this person, right? And so her, like, moment there was, and this is even going back to, like, the list thing. The paradigm shift, right? Yeah, that yeah. paradigm shift where, like, the, the list that you have or, like, that you, you give it to God, how he kind of communicates to you that this, this this is somebody that's, like, that could be someone important or special to me. But she said that the way that you had like, bold faith, like, you boldly would pray that you just, like, you didn't hold anything back, like, when you were spending time with God in a public setting. You know, and that was, that like was maybe like the spark that like lit the flame that she started to evaluate you more on that kind of like, well, could this be a partner for me? And it was just really good. And and like you said, if, if she didn't take the time to get to know you on other levels to then allow this to open up and kind of build, you know, she may have not even learned about that side of you, which could be a huge anchor. Because that's always a thing too, that in relationships, you have to have an anchor that when things get weird and they get squirrely and, like, what's going on, what is it that you're holding on to that, like, you really care or you really like about the person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, I thought I thought that was a cool moment.
1: Yeah, so, um, where we were, and it's, it's funny, we, we do this often, we'll look at, like, old pictures of her and I together as friends and pictures of oh. more recent times <laughs> of us together, and I'm yeah. like, you look different. And she goes, You look different. And I go, Uh-oh. It's because you're happier now. And you're <laughs> welcome for that. So that's kind of like our own inside <laughs> joke of like that's cool. what when you when you when you are genuinely happy, it radiates through your body. And she she's told me even when she's at work and she's walking through the office and she sees the other ladies at the clinic and they're like, Why Girl, yeah. what what's going on with you? Like you smiling, your hair is looking all good. Like what? Whoa. There is something different about you, and uh, you know, girls. The first thing they go is, "You, f- you got a man. You got yeah, a man. Tell me yeah. about the man." Dish, dish home girl. So, right. Um, it's been it's been interesting here. That, that is cool. So
0: I think joy is like a big part of it. That sure. You guys share joy with each other, you know, and and that's that's a huge I think portion, like a, or a blessing that comes out of like these healthy relationships that. You just have joy. Like, that, that has to be a part of it, whether, you know, it's... Because that's one of the things that I'll say. I'll kind of take over that um, in, in the friends that I would meet, as opposite of the, the, the unhealthy relationships I'd have, that you'd walk away from them feeling, like, empty and, and drained and just de- almost destroyed. They have to, like, piece yourself back together. That when I when you, when you develop, a, uh, like, a friendship with somebody... Or, like, even I consider, like, new family, like, 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 brothers and sisters, like, people that, because I've always had that desire for a big family, of course, like, growing up, it was just, you know, my mom, my dad, and myself, and, you know, my dad's family was all on the East Coast, my mom's family was all in Iran, so it was basically just the three of us, and it was always this, like, desire for me to be a part of a bigger family, like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted that, but it just wasn't realistic, or just didn't happen, so. No aunts or uncles? um not like th- yes here and there they would come and go from time to time but nothing consistent like i could never just like call up my uncle go hang out with them like that just didn't exist again like we had i had an uncle that stayed with us for a couple years and an aunt that would stay for a couple years or like they would come visit okay. here and there but yeah. it was not like stable big family like we didn't even do yeah. family reunions or anything like that it was just basically it was just the three of us yeah so seeing that fulfillment like having a healthy like sense of self and i'm not looking to get anything out of a friendship i'm looking to just share and develop you know get to know somebody and like how can i bless somebody like how can we just hang out and um you know get to know each other and just spend time together like i have plenty of people at church that you know spending time with them is truly satisfying we both leave it like you know just having enjoyed that time um it is being able to share like just joy like in all of our friendships that we like we can walk away from it or even like Jeff like you know even our time together we started out at motel church and ministry and um, then we started playing we played like played a tennis match you know and then it's the same thing it's like that slow build up of like just just spending that time and just enjoying it and again it's like it's like just you, you just give like each person because you that joy kind of starts in you right when you become this you know quote healthy person You just feel good about yourself you feel good about where you're going you feel good about what you're doing and you sharing that with another person you know builds that builds that camaraderie that is is the healthy kind of thing that you feel like you finally reached a point where you just are two people enjoying each other's company And not looking again to like gain something out of it or no expectations, I think is another thing, Mm -hmm. you know, that you, that just that time spent, whether it's one hour or two hours or three hours, five hours, whatever, that it's just, it's just a good time, you know, and that's even what led to this whole thing happening as we were at lunch. Yeah, I think we've shared the story, but we were just at lunch, just bantering, just like being our funny chucklehead selves. And then Gloria was like, you guys got to, like, put this on the air or something. You know, it's entertaining. People need to hear this action. (laughs) People need to hear it. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Please subscribe. (laughs) And like. (laughs) And like it. Yeah. And tell your friends. So so that was a big thing for me is, like, being able to have that big family setting where, you know, I could sit down and just share joy with somebody. Because that's where it really starts. You know, it's just enjoying spending time with someone, then it grows deeper. Fellowship. You add a level to that where now you're like either learning to gain some wisdom, share some wisdom, you know, with somebody that iron sharpening iron that you actually start to build like a care for somebody else. And like, again, things get more deep. You know, I noticed like for me, the big thing with somebody that if I'm going to take a, a friendship, you know, with a person to kind of a next level, start praying for them. You know, that was a huge part about it. Just get to know what they're, situation is on a daily basis that like how can I you know how can I just be a blessing to you like in some way you know and and of course there's a balance to that and we're gonna get to that but it's even allowing someone to be a drain right where you guys are both faucets all the time you're like well how can I is there anything I can do to like is there maybe a burden that you have like uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 is was, was something in my my study this week that, you know, like carry each other's burdens and mm. abide in the law of Christ. You know, that that was, that's a part of love and showing love to somebody is carrying those burdens. But that doesn't happen right away. You know, and you almost... You right, know,
1: because there's a level of vulnerability. Someone has to be willing to be able to share with you. And yeah. if, if they're not comfortable with you, then they're not going to be vulnerable. And that was going to be my, my, my point is, mm. you could have these great friendships. And if you are constantly... Faucet, 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 faucet. Are you truly being vulnerable in that relationship? Because we all have our struggles. But if your closest friends aren't able to go, hey, I need you to help me out in a particular situation, then how close are you really to that friend? Mm. Because they're probably hiding something that they don't want to share the vulnerability on something that they need. Right. But- so being a drain is can be a very healthy uh topic too but right you know there's a balance to everything life life is a balance
0: yeah and i've noticed for me like in my own self because i've seen like how how tough it is you know to like i've felt that burden and that weight of people like constantly wanting to just take from me that it's always been very hard for me to open up to anybody to like share a load you (laughs) know that's right because i just i would never want to do that to someone because it happens all the time I mean, people are always looking to take something from us um so that's why again those special relationships that you build with somebody who is you know feeling good and healthy and like enjoying their life and able to share joy with you you know is it, it's special it puts itself in its own rank and you, and then again you know actually something that always like just kind of floors me is is uh I don't know if Taylor, if you're watching this, but he's like one of the guys at Vineyard. He's one on the mission trip with me, but he he's he's like, and Ryan argue as well. If you're watching, that they they've asked me like what I need prayer for, what I need help with, like, and that's just this is like a very rare thing, you know, to get somebody to actually like, put the time in to make that. And Brian, I I, I could keep going. You you've done that too. I mean, there like the and I've, and I've looked back at my life and I'm like. Like the past six months, I have four people that I could just easily name that mm-hmm. have wanted to do that. And then I can go from a year ago back and like nobody ever said that, right?
1: So. You know what that's a direct correlation of? You being right with yourself. Ah, look at that. Because when you're right and you're healthy and you're whole, you attract right and healthy and whole people. That's true. Hurt people attract hurt people. Oh, yeah. Right. There it is. Keeps coming sure back it to is. it.
0: Keeps coming back.
1: Um, so yeah, so Ryan is, uh, is is quite the specimen. He's done the same thing for me uh, and plenty of times before. And I've gone to him with um, some pretty tough topics in times past.
0: Which I'm sure we'll cover down the line. Yeah,
1: I, it, mo- most definitely. In fact, um, Ryan is uh, my accountability partner uh, on oh. numerous things. And I am to him. So. Um, That's good. It's good to have people like that, yeah. checks and balances along the way. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, similar to the discussion we had uh, before we started the podcast, um, when you have accountability partners, you can address the unaddressed. And right, those topics are tough to get Definitely. brought up in a big... Uh, it's a whole new level of vulnerability it, It's there. a whole <laughs> new level of vulnerability. Um, yeah, and wow. not to mention, like, how many friends do you have in your life that'll be like, yeah. That sweater looks good on you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you you need someone that's willing to tell you the truth because the truth is going to make Carver a better person. Right. If we're just there to make you feel good about yourself, then it's a shallow. What kind of friendship is that?
0: It's just surface level. During yeah.
1: the men's group today, we talked about when you go up and you ask how someone's doing, and they go, "Oh, I'm fine. Everything's great." Like, no, walls up. we yeah. everyone has their walls up, and that's. That's where I go back to. Occasionally, we have to be a drain in someone's life because if you're not, and that's then okay. you're walking that you're yeah. holier than thou, and then you you're not going to be able to connect with people because you're not being vulnerable with people. And if you're mm-hmm. not being vulnerable, people won't open up to you in reciprocation.
0: Right, and I and I and that's one thing. A point that I'd like to make is that it's okay. Like a healthy relationship can be a shallow relationship. It's just it's better to have, like, a shallow, healthy relationship. Genuine relationship. <laughs> a genuine mm-hmm. relationship than to have a needy, codependent, like, mess of a relationship where you're like, you know, I, I, just, I want to get drunk and find someone to join me because I don't want to get drunk by myself. And, you know, you know, that's the wrong that. kind
1: of drain friend <laughs> yeah. to have, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: I, yeah, I had a few of those in my time. But uh, but you and me both. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So. And,
1: and you know what? We talk about litmus tests. That's a pretty good litmus test. If you go out with your old friends and you used to party with them. Mm. And then all of a sudden you walk on the scene and they're like, he's going to have a martini. And you're like, no, I'll take a Pellegrino. And they're like, what's wrong with you? And yeah. then all of a sudden they're questioning your morals and, and, and what
0: motivates you. And you're oh, not man. at that level. Then yeah. all of a sudden... Whoop, that was... Literally, so the very last group of friends that I had, they would do that to each other all the time. And I actually took a year. Where I, like, didn't talk to them or hang out or anything. And I had this, like, I was just, I had just kind of rededicated, like, my life to Jesus, like, a, about a year ago. And just moving myself in that direction. And I just had a thought. to Like, hey, why don't I get back in touch with these guys, see how they're doing. And literally the first thing that they wanted to do was all get together and get hammered. And I'm like, well, I just won't drink. Like, you guys, you know, can do that. It's fine. And they're like, well, if you're not going to get wasted, why are you even hanging out with us? I'm like, good point. See ya. You know, because, and they they added in all the like, well, why are you judging us? Like, if you do that, like, they made it all about them. Instantly made it about them. They didn't care about me. And I haven't spoken to them in a year. And, like, Mm -hmm. we haven't hung out in a year. It was, like, literally, like, you're making us feel bad if you don't join.
1: Yeah. Um, I had this first pulled up for this message because I think at some juncture it was going to come up. And being what you just shared, it's a perfect time. Uh, awesome. 2 Timothy uh, 4 3. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Mm-hmm. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their ears want to hear.
0: Um, and that goes wow. along
1: exactly with what you just said in regards to. Yeah. Hurt people want to be with hurt people because they want to go and drown their sorrows with booze or whatever else, right? Yeah. And when you're healthy and you're whole, you don't need something to fill that void because you have God at the forefront of your life and then you have positive relationships surrounding you. So why go back to what God's already taken from you like alcohol?
0: That's actually such a good thing too that you you, you built the safety net there. That like when you have... When you, when you start, that's, I guess, that's honestly one of the best ways that I could say is like the, is a un, unspoken reward of having healthy relationships is people actually look out for you, right? Like they're willing to care about you enough because it's a relationship about giving, about sharing joy and love that when they see you mm. going down a path they think might not be good, that they're willing to take the risk and just to do, just to help, just to keep you in the fold. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody who is feeling positive and healthy just was born like that. I feel like we all we all spend time in Shawshank. We all have to get out through, crawl through that tunnel to feel that freedom, and it is something earned. I just I don't know. Maybe I, there, I'm sure there are lucky people that you know grew up in the perfect families that had perfect friends and everything. They never had to do that. Whatever. Maybe there's one. You know, <laughs> you gotta throw that out there for the Raj guy. Ra- oh Okay, Raj. He's been watching us since the beginning. Yeah, you guys. Really yeah. Know God that. bless you, Raj. God bless Raj. So, but, you know, so we all know what that struggle is like. So, when you see somebody that's like crawling back in the tunnel, you're like, you, you, we'll, we'll take the risk to go pull them out.
1: That's right. We don't want to see our friends go back into the tunnel. Yeah. No, we don't. And, um, you know what? Those are very difficult conversations to have. They are. Um, but, you know what? We are called to help. Uplift and motivate our friends for betterment. Just as they keep us accountable, right. we are to keep them accountable as exactly. well. Um, so yeah, good to circle, create a circle of friends that are going to look out for your best interest. And right. um, you know, and if you're if you're listening to this and you're 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 doing an immediate inventory of your <laughs> circle of friends right, right
0: now, going. Yikes. Do they care about me or not? Right. Are are Um, they helping me be a better person or not? Are they getting me closer to my identity or not?
1: Please write below um, if you're looking for different circles to join. um, Men's group is a great way to get connected. um, Or Or just a a a small group. Yeah, Yeah, in general. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it (laughs) one sided there. Um, But, you know, uh, my men's group is always looking for people to join. I know you're part of a men's group. Um, Yeah. Uh, not join ministry, uh, motel church or the new bus ministry that you're starting. Speaking of which, are you going to come up with, you're going to have to come up with a clever name for this. I'm
0: working on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's in the works. Okay. I'll make an announcement when it's ready. It's a TBD. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, can't wait to hear about it. It's just prayer ministry right now. Yeah. No,
0: it's definitely going to get a nice, sharp, just something to have a ring to it.
1: You should get shirts made up. I love that. So you walk in and it looks like you're all professional and you're like, you're ready It's like, to it
0: have to be like, like pro- professionally humble is what I'd say. Is right. The, is the vibe. Yeah. Okay. You know, like something simple, but very really nice.
1: Well, when it's time for you to get shirts made, I, uh, I have a shirt You guy. have a guy? I have a shirt guy. Yeah. Looking at you, Kurt. Shirt <laughs> guy. Good. Um, okay. So the other, the other topic was, um, apart from doing the work ourselves, Healthy First, I wanted to kind of pivot we talked about relationships outside of a romantic setting uh, we talked about a romantic setting the other topic I wanted to bring up was healthy work relationship that's a big one and um, for me personally whether it was booze times fast um, being addicted to work being addicted to a relationship, uh, my particular employer uses this work-life balance um, mantra all the time. And while that is very true, I did not have a work-life balance. I made work the pinnacle of my life. Mm. And in doing so, that helped separate me from my wife and other friends and other things that could have made my life a lot easier. And I let work kind of dictate that. Right. And, um, I had a situation at work. Uh, some, uh, some folks from motel church and, uh, the men's group know that I had a little work challenge here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say that, uh, by doing what is right by the Lord and going about it in a very loving way. Right. Um, the situation turned, uh, 180 degrees and um my vp and i are uh as not as close as can be but
0: at at a place that i never
1: thought we could be right isn't
0: that the best where you're like how good could it really get and then god's like just do what i say and it can be this good
1: makes the lights turn green right yeah um my point in stating that I needed to no different than the Shawshank in the romantic relationship of crawling through the tunnel tunnel and then getting out and being freed by God. Same situation in the work situation. I would spend 60 plus hours at work. No qualms, not even a thought process. This was just the normal Jeff Kirk mantra day Mm. in and day out. And I go through this situation with my VP and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm giving my life, my soul, my energy to this organization like, and it's yeah. not being well received on the other end.
0: Expectation a little bit.
1: Enough, Kirk. Like total checking myself. Yeah. And since then, I'm probably, I would be hard pressed to say that I work more than 45 hours and you know, someone from it's work is going to see this and yeah. go, oh, Kirk, you got to step your game up. But no, <laughs> you know what? The work still gets done.
0: Yeah. If it's an efficient 45 hours, it's very efficient. That could be somebody else's 60 hours.
1: And it is, it is, I'm so much more free. I'm more comfortable. I'm not letting this stress that used to dictate this Mm. bald spot that I have in the back (laughs) of my head. The corporate spot. The the corporate bald spot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, uh, gee, you're fixing, even though I hate it every time you micro needle my scalp. Um, but it's going to look good Isn't in short it? order. So yeah. uh, my point is, that is one huge aspect in my life. And I know if I've dealt with it, I'm sure many of you mm. have dealt with it. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, are you working? Are you living to work? Or are you working to live? Mm. And once I flipped the lens on that, how much more impactful has my life been since then? And getting priorities aligned. Right. Spending more time with God, uh, ministry, um, church twice a week, men's group right. once a week, kind of ministry twice like a month, podcast four times a month. Like all of a sudden, these I'm still just as busy, but I'm doing more productive, right. healthy things that. Fill me up and at the
0: end of the day uplift God and that is what we are called to do. Right. And and that's something that exactly as you said, once you get into that rhythm of having like healthy relationships, you just look for how can I just keep this going? Like how can I how can I do like the one right thing just all more often. And that was something for me, and I'm speaking to all the managers out there, because I was a construction job mm-hmm. site manager, right? I say it because if I told you I was a superintendent, you'd probably think I worked at a school. Uh, no, so I was a I was a field manager, basically on a job site. There's always the one guy, usually sitting in an office uh, somewhere, but he's on the job site, like, kind of making sure that everything is run according to plan.
1: He's on a 17th cup of coffee when you walk in there. Yeah,
0: because he mm-hmm. has to get there at 5 in the morning mm-hmm. uh, to open the place up, and he's usually there till like 3 or 4 in the afternoon. So, yes, I was that guy. And one of the toughest struggles in that job is knowing how to motivate a construction worker, because you'll have anywhere from, you know, three <laughs> to 20 <laughs> tradesmen on a job site, motivate a construction worker without being a total douche. Like, and that was, that's always the struggle. That's a tough balancing act to make. And know? it is easy to just go for the, I'm going to be a douche card, because ultimately they have to listen to you because you're their indirect boss. Like, if you tell them, you're fired, get out of here, they're, they're off the fired, job site, and right? they're going home. Right. So. You, like, again, it's a dangerous card to play, and for me, I remember that when I was first getting trained, like, in this position, that's what they literally tell me. You tell them what to do, you give them direction, but ultimately, if they don't listen to you, you just yell at them and fire them. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like love Yikes. at all, right? Yeah. And I tried to living this life of, like, just sharing and administering love to people. So, that balancing act, it actually was a, a very nice part of me being able to live in my identity to be a... Like, kind of have a soft touch with people and motivate, train, and develop. Like, things I learned as a business consultant, applying them here, which I, the, I think, honestly, in my, like, all the years that I was in this job site manager role, I probably only had to yell at someone, like, maybe five times. And that's because they were about to, like, get into a fist fight, and I had to just, I had to be, like, the super loud voice that just made everyone be like, oh, what the heck just happened? You because know, 'cause I'd never yell or never get loud, but then when I did, it was like it it would it would halt everything, give me enough like grab their attention for a second. So you know, it it you know like like walk softly and carry a big gun. It was like that kind of mentality. But mm-hmm. being able to just like be somebody that could show love in a situation where they never get any was really huge, and I I was able to actually enjoy that a lot. And I felt like it was almost me being on mission while i was at work right because i could just do i'd be able to if somebody's slacking off or not you know like not working very hard because you get that all the time you get the guy that just hides in the corner and just doesn't want he's to.
1: he's on his phone he's on his phone he's sexting his girlfriend
0: i mean it's a variety of things or he shows up to work hungover you know we had that plenty of times with so, hey that's just part of the game sometimes you know so you have to figure out ways to get people motivated like i've Make, I'd bring food. I'd make coffee. I'd you know just sit down and just give them a half hour to just talk. You know, because maybe they just don't feel like at work. There's too much in their head. And again, I just try to do whatever I could without using the like anger or yell at them card. Because again, if you're any any type of manager, you know how easy it is because you have that power mm-hmm. to just play the easy card every single time. But again, building and fostering those healthy relationships and keeping them going is practicing it mm-hmm. right is doing it all the time whether you're at work or not and now my job now you know i'm back to the like bottom of the totem pole basically you know in like my new job where i'm just a i'm like a higher level altogether but within the company i'm like lower on the list but it's just being the fa- looking how how can i be a faucet so today. no so no
1: subordinates then
0: no yeah uh, come no
1: like we're like carver party of one Party of like we're, all, like we're all like like
0: there's like three levels of the company I'm on level one and there's like level two and then there's one person at level three but it's I I look how can I be a faucet for anybody that I work with right like if I see somebody that they're like overworked over stressed like hey is there anything I can take off your your plate today and you know again it's 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 just trying again it's you having the intentionality of being a faucet for somebody yeah is good yeah it's good right it's good and I think that's. That's how we can practice and like live in that. So, but is there a balance that we need to have? James? Yeah, so um,
1: you have this listed here. And um, I, I brought it up earlier, the, the work-life balance yeah. of energy and effort. I think um, ultimately when, when you're in a situation where you do have a friend who is a drain, at a certain juncture you have to establish some form of a boundary. And to Carver's point you don't have to be a douche about it, but there is a way that you can do it. Or as I like to say, exit stage, right? And it's, it's, it's not like you are abandoning your friend, but you slowly don't start returning their phone calls or you're a little little more lethargic in responding to their text messages. And then eventually you rekindle down the road. But Mm. the idea behind that is, and, and I use Frank as the example, um, Still love you, Frank. Um,
0: I love you too, Frank.
1: uh, Yeah, and now that I'm calling you out, can you like and subscribe and share with your friends? Do the (laughs) things. Hit the buttons, please. Come on. when, When you do give tough love and they keep coming back to what is holding them in that unhealthy place at a certain juncture, like you've done everything you can as a friend to help support them through their own issues they ultimately have to go to Shawshank and they have to want to walk out of the tunnel. Some people are happy and being content in Shawshank.
0: Yeah, right. And you
1: can't change that. I
0: love that analogy so much. You know, I use it outside of like this podcast. I've used it all the time. All the time. Yeah, it's blowing my mind.
1: Glad to hear it. Yeah, Yeah, it's such Um, a good analogy. So certain people don't want to be free. And at that juncture, I've already left Shawshank. I can't keep hanging out If you want to stay in the visitor room, I'm not going to do that. I've already freed myself. I'm in Mexico and I'm standing a boat and I'm waiting for Morgan Freeman to come greet me. (laughs) And uh, we're going to go sailing. Like that's just what we're going to do. So um, I think in that mindset, you do for yourself to, to, to stay healthy and stay on a healthy walk. You have to set a boundary and put up protection for yourself.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, and and I think too that when you when you kind of do that effort, you have those friends that are that are unhealthy. I think this is a good way of looking at it. Yeah, when you have like unhealthy friendships, that you just have to know where's where's the line. Like you said, like where's that boundary that as soon as it gets to a point where it's starting to pull you away, that is you just it, kind of call it quits. But another aspect too that I wanted to look at this is you you told me I think it was last week or the week before that you're like dude, you need to make time for yourself. Like, you're stretched so thin. And um, that that's another thing that you get, you, you enjoy spending time with all these different people. And I'll just share about myself a little bit. Is I, like, every day of the week for me was so booked that I had literally no free time. I mean, it was like Monday night, like Monday, you know, so I have work from 8 to 5. And then I'd have church from 6 to basically 6 to 10, 6 to 11. And then Tuesday I had a church group from 6 to 11 and then Wednesday I had a class that was from 7 to ten thirty, and then Thursday I think yeah so Thursdays were actually pretty open but I would always hang out with somebody that I would meet you know like, hey let's go get a coffee or go get a dinner or something like that again like people that you know more of the drain relationships I would just funnel like somebody into a Thursday to sure. just spend time with them and then Friday I had a dinner with a family that would go from usually 7 to midnight and then Saturday, and so, so Saturday was always, like, motel church, and then I have to catch up on everything. They literally didn't do anything besides the routine through the week, so I'd have to usually, like, clean the whole house, do all my shopping, everything like that on Saturdays. And then, of course, I was going to my parents, and I'm driving and do... So, and then Sunday, you know, again, I'd have church, mm-hmm. and then I that was, like, actually a, an afternoon that I could, you know, rest. But we would have the podcast since mm-hmm. we were recording, so... Yeah, and Jeff just mentioned, like, dude, you, your schedule is so full, dude. Like, you need to take some time for yourself. And that's where I noticed, like, the balance. You have to know how to, like, balance your time so you don't just, like, spin your wheels and just, like, lose yourself in it. Because so, it is fun to spend all this time with people, but that's the balance that I was, like, yeah. alluding to.
1: You know, um, when you get on a, uh airplane... um before you yeah, take off, uh, the uh, the flight attendant goes, um, in case of an emergency, oxygen masks will drop from the ceiling. And before you put on anyone else's mask, you must put on your mask first. <laughs> because right. you, Carver, or anyone else for that matter, you can't help anyone if you ain't right. So ultimately, you need to make sure you at the core is right and healthy before you start bringing people into your fold. And... It wasn't that I I didn't want you to run around like a crazy um, you know thirty four year old. What I wanted you to do <laughs> is make sure that you are taking care of yourself so you can continue that lifestyle. Yeah, and that that was really the overarching message. But it was there. good.
0: It was again, it was a perspective because again, always something's always going to fall at the wayside. And you know, to to your credit, you were you were just looking out for like like you said, like my my own health. Because ultimately, right, once you get to this point you don't want to backslide. You don't want to allow yourself that opportunity, that gap to fall into a bad habit out for any reason. So all of these like different things and having this network of people that are watching out for you all add up to this. But yeah, like if you burn yourself out or don't get, you know, or just allow yourself to get exhausted or just, you know, that can lead to an opportunity where, you know, again, you're, it's, you're vulnerable in a bad and negative way, you know, and, um, you know, like for example, I was not spending like I just wasn't spending enough time following up on different tasks that I action items that I had for the podcast, and you know it, that wasn't good because that was almost like again that was something that I should have had segmented aside, like scheduled aside for, but I wasn't doing it. So reevaluating, hey, I need to have a balance. Dare you, Carver? Oh, I don't know, it's so bad, <laughs> and I got to be more appreciative because Jeff does a lot. I don't know if you guys know, like he does all the editing. He does all the sound mixing, all of the cool graphics that you guys see. Like, that is all Jeff Kirk. Like, you know what I do? I write this thing once a week and I show up.
1: But you look good doing (laughs) it. (laughs) You know? That's what I do. You know?
0: So he does do a lot. And, like, the fact that I wasn't doing my end of it was, yeah, just pathetic. So there was a good, again, a good check there that just had to happen. And, you know, I appreciated it because not only it allowed me to realize that i need to respect something that i'm really passionate about and that i'm building but that hey yes i gotta make sure my oxygen mask is on because That's that right. was one of the things in my past that led me so far off the trail because like the lord would call me to something like a, and if i'm telling you if i didn't change my habits over the past couple of weeks to allow myself to have more time dude this saturday thing wouldn't happen there's right. a there is a huge chance that this call would have come into my life that the Lord's saying, okay, this you're going to start doing this now. And I'd be like, well, I have too many things. I'm exhausted. I'm too tired. I can't do it. And then, bam, we're all of a sudden right back in that cycle. Of now I feel guilty because I'm not doing what the Lord's calling me to do. And, that's right. and then, you know, it just gets worse and worse and worse from there. Yeah. So, no, it's very, very helpful to be able to allow yourself to be yourself. You know, I think that's what it is. That Even though all these relationships are so amazing – it can't take over again your identity.
1: That's right, and, and ultimately, you being healthy and happy with who you are at the core then transcends yeah. into all relationships uh, that you you have in your life. So, yeah. um, good, clean, fun Carver trip. I'm yeah. uh, I'm so glad that we were able to bring this full circle on uh, right. episode five, uh, relationships yeah. part three. So. Uh, Thank you all for uh, listening and tuning in. Wow, it's a big one. If you have questions, comments, um, or are in need of a small group, by all means, message us below, and we will be happy to give um, some direction there. Um, So join us next week, uh, August 10th. We will have a new relationship, Mm, which we have yet to discuss. So TBD on what that topic will be, but it will be awesome. It will be awesome. uh, With that, I'm Kirk. Peace, Carver. And we out! Peace.